Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Our Last Leg Podcast. You got me, Nikki G, and my favorite co-host, Johnny G. Good to be back, you guys. Like I'm so always. sorry we missed last week. Uh, <sighs> my job just really be fucking me over. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on, obviously. Yeah. You know, family and work, as always. But we try our best to be here. There ain't no way time. to avoid it. Yeah, man, we're nearing the end of the season, guys. I don't like it. Oh, it's I don't nice. like it. It's very, very bittersweet. It's the only, I guess, the happy part about it is, again, that we get to do this with each other and with exactly. you guys every single year. We're going to try our best to keep it going. Who knows how long? Hopefully we blow up. But regardless, we love our little fan base and we want to grow with you guys with us the whole way through. Solid. But, Solid. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've tried my best to kind of stay away from betting throughout the week, NBA. And I don't know if you guys have. Um, but the NFL, I'm not going to lie. Last week, I got fucked. <laughs> I, I really did. You I really, the only I, one, bro. I, I really thought I was doing some pretty good research, and you really thought that most of these teams and their key players, for example, this is the only one that I'm going to talk about for the Green Bay Packers. I really thought that uh, Jalen Reed, mm-hmm. I really thought he was going to do fucking well. This dude didn't get one ball. And I second-guessed myself, and then I was going to go with Dobbs, and I went the other way around because why wouldn't they pass it to the number one player? And, you know, and I think what you were going to say or what you told me, at least when we were texting back and forth, I'm sure you probably guys can relate to this, is it seems as though, one, tight ends are like the key fucking players yep. in these teams. Two, it is only one or two players in each team that do well and you can scrap the rest. And that's where I got messed Yep. So, I don't know, that was my little piece. That's a, that, We were actually talking about that. You know, I texted him and I'm like, it feels like it's... Everybody you think is supposed to get the ball is mm-hmm. not getting the ball. So whenever we, I, I said that, uh, we went ahead and avoided Devontae Smith because we're like, there's no oh, way yeah. he's getting the ball today. Yeah. Like, it's going to be Goddard all day. Fuck no. Then the roles were reversed. Uh, we got bamboozled yeah. last week. You know, for I, sure. I guess, and probably should have seen that coming a little bit. Granted, you know, Hurts uh, had a very injured finger. Uh, if you guys yeah. saw it, if I didn't put it on the screen already, you guys go back. You can literally Google it. Like, Jalen Hurts, injured finger completely dislocated. I'm sure they popped it right back in place. I think where we probably messed up along the way, granted, we did think Goddard was going to pop off. He really did. He got a tutty. He got a couple yards. It's not the way we need um, him to. But yeah, exactly. I think the only person you probably should have touched on that game, like you just said, is Devontae Adams. Uh, and, excuse me, Devontae Smith. <laughs> And uh, the Raiders are in the playoffs. Yeah, right, right. I, I touched Julio Jones a little bit there. And yeah, that, that was cussed. Yes, we both thought that was a great fucking yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it worked, except we took it for 25 and the motherfucker got 22 and got hurt. And but if you guys took game. him for the receptions, though, the receptions even for two, I believe it was like minus 170. Solid. If you took him for three, which is what you what got. got. It was already in the plus money, so that was probably a, the best bet out of the, anything. Most you definitely, touch. I agree. Um, I agree. If but, you took that straight up, that's a, that's a smart bet. Yeah, but I think we from the from the get, <laughs> I really really felt it was almost written that the fucking Buccaneers were going to win this game, and I'm glad we did. I'm glad they did because I'm pretty sure if I recall, yeah. uh, you and I both wanted Baker to go ahead and win this game, and they stomped on him. Yeah, and I at 14. Uh, the final score. I think it was two tutties on the on ended the up being. I got a safety on them too, actually. Yeah, they played the Eagles, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, it was thirty-two to nine. Hell yeah! Beat the shit oh, out of them. Oh, I was off. Well, anyway, but that that was my piece. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, we'll we'll touch on Baker later. Yeah, oh yeah. But it was amazing watching <laughs> all of the underdogs win. Like it made me, it made my soul feel so good inside. It, it felt yeah. like football was back. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's not the, it's not the same yeah, shit it's, over it's and over unexpected. again. You saw you saw two teams that. I guess we kind of both predicted from the beginning. I'll, I'll, let me rephrase. 
Nikki G saw from the middle of the season <laughs> how much the Philadelphia Eagles would slip by. Mark his words. He said it. Go back. He said it week after week when we brought them up. I failed to believe it until we were nearing the end. This one, I, I think if I go back on the last episode, I said that I can see the Philadelphia Eagles winning mm-hmm. over the Buccaneers. But I wanted the Buccaneers to win. And that's what happened. Most definitely. So I'm sure everyone there was, was completely bamboozled and ecstatic in Tampa Bay. That I, was, I, I was as well. You know, uh, I, I don't, it's not that I don't like the Eagles. I, I'm not a fan of Nick Sirianni. No, I think he's a fucking tool. Um, <laughs> he got popcorn thrown at him too by a fan. If you saw good. Him. Yeah, yeah. Good. On the way out. But. It was so funny. It, it, talking about Nick Sirianni reminds me of whenever he beat the Colts by like two fucking points. Oh, and he's yeah. like, that was for Frank fucking Mike. Yeah, yeah. That was for Frank <laughs> <remember> Wright. <laughs> like, bro, get the fuck off the field. You barely beat our backup. Like, yeah. I Hilarious. Remember, I remember that. So, so funny. Um, um, but yeah, it was great to watch the underdogs win. It made me happy. I'm sure it made everybody else happy, unless you had money on the Eagles to win, or unless you had money on... Uh, who's the other big name that got knocked out? We cannot believe the fucking Dallas yeah. Cowboys got knocked out. And they got steamrolled. It almost felt like they were giving you false hope at the very end of that fourth yeah. quarter, but there was literally no shot they could come back. They were down by like five scores at one point. Yeah, yeah. And even if they did, um, they started to show that little pace at the end. If they somehow decided or were able to score one touchdown, they still needed one more possession. And I guarantee that the Packers would have killed that clock to make sure oh, yeah, that they Dak wouldn't have a shot. And even if they did, I feel like Dak would have choked again. Um, that was two years ago, but the team and that last play, and my friend just showed it. If Ruben, if you're watching this, he literally just showed me because I forgot what happened last year. That weird offensive last play with two seconds left where Zeke just got fucking pushed like a little rag doll. Uh, doesn't ring a bell, but if I saw it, I'll I would show know what it on screen about. if you watch it. But... I don't know. I think that's two. That's two year back. Or excuse me. Now it's three years back to back to back upsets. I think this one is the one that really upset me the most because they had such a very good progressive season for an outcome like that to happen. Cowboys have been eliminated from the playoffs for like two decades. Now. Right. Yeah. I like did a little that, over. Two but like decades. Ceedee Lamb leading in the most uh, receptions in the NFL, and Dak statistically he was re- pretty much up there for one of the best it's quarterbacks a, of the a, season. That you know? fucking Cowboys curse, dude. It, it really is. It really is. And then I guess it almost got. I don't know if you guys got I, juked a little bit with Mike McCarthy. I thought he was going to. I out. thought he was out the fucking I, I swear, door, I swear, bro. I thought <laughs> that post it looked like it until you read on there. He said he wasn't going to go anywhere. So I was surprised. Yeah. I was too. Um, because I would have gave that motherfucker the boot. Oh, 100%. No. Now, also, yeah. a lot of it was on Dak. Jerry Jones has yes, got to turn around at, at one point, quit saying, Dak's my quarterback. Dak's my quarterback. That's You, you can't look at a team like that at all. Um, that that was That's a big issue with them, and Dak just seems to choke under pressure. I've noticed. I've noticed. Uh, but, yeah, that's just classic Cowboys fashion. But... Let's talk about the teams that are doing really fucking good this year. We want to get into some games. I'm sure you guys want to get into some games. You were all there for the games last mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. We're about to tell you what's going to happen this week. You got a game? I'll let you lead it off first, Bucko. Perfect. Well, <laughs> I can tell you what game we are going to. I'm answering around the guy's neck, my guys. First, we are going to go to the Texans in M&T Bank Stadium. Playing the Ravens. (laughs) This is going to be a great game. Number four Texans going to the number one Ravens. Ravens are favored at minus nine. Over-unders at 43 and a half. 
Ravens being the number one seed, they didn't even have to fucking play last week. But damn Texans, mm. damn Texans were fucking beautiful. CJ, um, they came bro. off of a win against the Browns. CJ. Uh, what was it, 45 to 14? It was something stupid. Beat the brakes off of them. Uh, Flacco, I love you, baby, but you'd have been upset if you ended up having to play uh, the Ravens yeah. at some point. It would have broke your heart, but hey, I, I, I loved the... The, everything surrounding like uh oh Flacco's back baby yeah, yeah Flacco's yeah. back but tell me do you think do you think if Chubb was still in the game could it have changed anything on the field because it was mainly passing yeah they had Jerome Ford yeah they had Kareem Hunt but you had literally one of the best it was the defense yeah right oh, okay so it wasn't necessarily the offense no huh? I mean granted so- throw like through p- two picks. I think three. Okay, yeah. I mean, again, we expect that from Flacco this season. Uh, like, if you bet on that, congratulations, because I did too. But <laughs> but I feel like even if so, they would have been able to prevent some of the – yeah, you're right. Prevent some of those <laughs> picks because he had the option to run with one of the best running backs in the league. Correct. You know? That could have changed the whole offensive line. It, it very well could have. Uh, Nick Chubb's more elusive. But to say that one player can change, a, which it shouldn't, a four or five score game, that's that's tough to say right there. But we've um, seen it with Miami and the Dolphins and Tyreek. You know, again, that's another game that's very upsetting. We're, we're coming to, yeah, it. yeah, we're worry. getting there, we're getting there. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you're good, bro. You're good. Hype yeah. him up, hype him up, because I'm going that way. Hype him CJ up. CJ Stroud looked fucking great last oh, yeah. week. Um, I think we all expected. Him to do good, not as good as he did though. The man had five incompletions, mm-hmm. which is fucking nutty. Uh, I mean, for just a, a rookie quarterback to win his first playoff game yeah, bro. as a rookie, that's that's fucking impressive right there. Um, he threw for two hundred seventy four yards, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins six for ninety six in a tutty. Single carry, bro. He looked okay. Um, thirteen for sixty six in a tutty. He should have gotten more yards on thirteen carries, in my opinion. I think he's more versatile running back than that. That's just me though. Um, CJ Stroud is able to make a lot happen with what he has around him. Yeah. Um, and I think this is going to be a good thing for the Texans in the future because what's going to happen is that they're going to realize CJ's uh, really fucking good if they haven't <laughs> recognized it already. And he's making studs out of Nico Brown, Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz. That like, was the guy I was trying to look up right now, Tank Dell. Could yeah, you imagine and he's he not even there? in the game. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine if he fucking was there? Nutty. That's, oh, my God. Oh, my he, God. So I, I think what's going to happen with the Texans in the future is going to be that C.J. Stroud is going to become a quarterback receivers want to play with. Yes, sir. Because this is his rookie year, and he's already doing this. Yeah, bro. Um, I, I love to see it. Like I said, uh, Two weeks ago in the last episode, I don't want to play him for the next fucking decade, two <laughs> times a year as a Colts fan. This is going to suck. But thank God we're a Ravens fan, baby, as well. These fucking Ravens are fresh, coming off a of bye week, and they have home field advantage. And let's not forget, the Texans have already lost to the Ravens this year, 25-9 to in M&T Bank Stadium. Tell me. Was C.J. Stroud playing that game? Yep. He was? Okay, I just remember he had a concussion for some time, but I didn't know if he was playing during that. Um, I want to say it was like week four. Oh, okay. It was a very big early. It was an early game. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I think. (laughs) I think you're right. Go ahead. Um, But what's going to have to come down, what it's going to come down to is going to be these defenses. Who can shut down the quarterback? Now, who are you going to back here? You got the Texans defense or the Ravens defense? Do you have the Texans defense shutting down Lamar Jackson and all his weapons, or do you have the Ravens defense shutting down C.J. Stroud in their home stadium? I think 
that as long as you keep the pressure on C.J. Stroud, he is not going to be able to operate the exact same way. And that's one thing that they will do is keep the pressure on C.J. Um, they're going to try and collapse the pocket on him, and if he peels out, it's just going to be even easier for the Ravens to pick them apart. Um, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget who's coming back this week, God damn it. Do you who? know? Do you know? Oh, is it? Who? Tell me. I'm Mark Andrews is I thought he was back, the season. Baby. He is a full participant in practice wow. yesterday. Now. Oh, he's not lying, guys. I literally <laughs> pulled it up. Wow. So what's going to happen this week wow. is that Texans are going to have a very hard time preparing for two tight ends that are clearly some of Mark, or Lamar Jackson's favorite weapons. Okay. Um. Isaiah Likely, I think he's got more fucking receptions than uh, Zay Flowers since Mark Andrews went out. He has stepped up big time. Go ahead and run both tight ends on the end. You run a couple tight end crosses. You have one person get sucked in right when the cross happens, and boom, you're going to have somebody open every time. They're elite tight ends. That's where my money's going this week. Um, I, I I love the Ravens this week. Um, wow. I know that uh, I preach how much I love an underdog. Not this week. Texans are the underdogs, and you're going to be in Cancun by, I don't know, before February. Give me the Ravens to cover the spread and under 46 and a half. So, Ravens minus nine. Oh, man. See, I was actually talking to my buddy this morning about that line. I didn't know that, uh, uh, Excuse me, Mark Andrews is going to be returning. So maybe that's the reason why the line is that high. But let's assume he wasn't going to be in the game. Do you think the line still would have been that high? Still take it a minus nine. Man, uh, uh, like, I guess just the way you were hyping up the Texans earlier and the way, yeah, hell yeah, the (laughs) way they were playing the entire season, dude. Like, and this is, like you said, the first playoff game. He has something to show for it. This is the first playoff game. If this, if the, I were CJ Stroud, I'm going to obviously play guns out as much as I can. Obviously, he can only do so much on the offensive end. Can the defensive end step up enough to stop the Ravens is the bigger question. I think CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans have enough output power to put some points on the board for themselves. So, frankly... I don't like the under in this one. I think CJ will be throwing some good darts to the maybe the only wide receivers that he got, like Nico Collins and everyone else. But he's going to get down there. He doesn't run that much, granted, but the passes that he makes are immaculate. So you like the over in this? I genuinely love the over in this one. 43 and a half. Now the spread, I still see the Ravens winning, but I don't think it's going to be more than 10 points. So I would like to take an alternate of the Houston Texans plus 14 with the over, whatever it's at right now. What, 43 and a half? 43 and a half. 43 and a half and give me the alternate of the Houston Texans plus 14. Last time they played, 25 to 9. That's 14 points. Oh, no, 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 no. no that's 16 points. I'm tripping. Yeah. So Pl- say, this take that into playoff, consideration. Baby. Playoff, baby. <laughs> I think CJ Stroud keeps it within two tutties. I, uh, that's, my, that's my take. Hell yeah. I, I think that CJ, I, I think CJ does play a great game. I think they do put points on the board. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be enough, though. I, I Especially at home. Golly. Those Ravens fans are going to be hype. It's going to be a great game. He's got Texans plus 14 and the over. 
I've got the Ravens minus nine and under 46 and a half. That's an alternate under just by just so you know. Final question then before we push the next one because of what he said. My question for you, Nikki G, is do the Texans make more or less than 16 and a half points? Radio silence. Two touchdowns and a field goal isn't unreasonable. You yeah. know, I mean, that's that's one touchdown each half. I, I think they get them. I, I, I like the over. I like the there over. There you go. So that. you change that then. No, no, no. I, I like the over on their team points. Okay, so okay, that means 17 plus 17. That's 34 at least. So the over and under is already sitting at 43. So you're banking I got under 46 and a half. Okay, there you go. Okay. I've got the Ravens minus nine. There you go. There so you go. I, I'm seeing 17, 27, 40. 44. All right. Okay. I'll, 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 I, I I'll just like winked it. at you, but you couldn't see. I, I got to take these off now. This segment because I can't see shit. <laughs> all right. All right. I love it. I, I might. You got. You guys heard our picks. I, I've generally, I'm generally. i generally uh, leaning on that. I'll probably make that bet right after this pod. What's the next game, brother? Let's go ahead and jump right in to the same game in that day. We're going to go Packers at 49ers. <sighs> 49ers are favored by minus nine and a half. Over under is at 50 and a half. Another nine and a hooker. Yeah. Packers coming off of my favorite win of the entire wild card round. Um, they beat the Cowboys 48 to 32. And it should be noted that at the end of the third quarter, it was 41 to 16. So don't think the Cowboys like put up a great fight or something like that. If you missed the game, Cowboys fucking ate it. And I'm yeah. so happy that they did. <laughs> um, they are the one of the best regular season teams to bet on. Thank you, Dak. Thank you, CD. Yeah. Uh, you guys yeah. made me great money this year. For sure. Um, you Fuck. Yeah. You guys all did great. But the second the playoffs come mm-hmm. around, Dak's a choke artist. Um, but Packers at 49ers is the game that we are on. Aaron Jones, he had one of the best games of his life. Um, that man popped absolutely off. 21 rushes, 188 yards, three, three tutties. Tutties. Yeah. Um, one thing about Aaron Jones is when that man gets rolling, when he gets in his zone, he can be dangerous. You have to watch out for him. And then with A.J. Dillon not getting touches right now, game changer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're right on that regard because... He might be hurt, I'm not 100% sure, but when Aaron Jones is the lead back and doesn't was. have to split carries, he is fucking great. Um, watching him run the ball, I, I ended up taking him for like 60 rushing yards or something like that when... In all reality, we should all have taken him for 120 and to score three touchdowns. That would have that would have covered all of our losses. Injured neck. Year. Yeah, you're right. Injured Ooh, neck. neck. Yep. But Ouch. he's questionable for Saturday. So him and Mark Andrews both might see a return. I like it. I like it. As do I. It's intriguing. Right. That puts a little bit on the run game on both ends when you think, yeah, because we're only accustomed to seeing for the 49ers one running back, literally the best running back in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey. Do you think we're going to see? I know we're going to see one, but do you think we're going to see two? McCaffrey, McCaffrey will be back. He'll be back 100%, and he's only going to get one tutty. Yeah? He's only going to get one. I think you're right. I think the 49ers honestly put a bigger fight. This is another nine and a half hooker. I really don't think that the Packers are going to allow themselves to get blown out. I, but I think for a safer bet, I don't know what it sits at. I think the Packers bring it really close in the first half, but the 49ers pull away in the second. I think so. I, I, I really do. Um, I, I think the 49ers are pretty notorious for starting off really strong in the beginning, but I think they really pop off and start 
showing how much they have in their playbook on the second half. I don't think they want to put all their cards on the table at the very beginning to a team like this. I I think that the reason they were that's the case, and I believe that is they were saving those best plays to play the Cowboys. But that's not the case here. I think that they actually come out swinging. I think they give it everything they got because they lost to the Ravens. This has to be a game they win to prove that they are the team they've shown they are all year. Because the Ravens dog walked them, bro. Absolutely embarrassed. Did they though. dog walk the 49ers or did they dog walk Brock Purdy? The dude they dog walked all the picks. 49ers, bro, because Lamar put they put up 33 points. Yeah, but two I believe two of them were pick sixes. They very well could have been. So I think Brock Purdy, may, if you want to say he had a bad day, or he just really didn't think he'd get that fucked up by the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that's the case more than anything. I think now he knows what to expect, and didn't, he got too cocky to think, yeah, we're the first seed. I don't have to worry about shit, hence why he threw four picks. And also, hence, <laughs> if you if you put money on Lamar Jackson being MVP, that was the, game, make, the make or break game. So right to support right what here. he said in that regard, hell yeah. Hell yeah to Lamar Jackson. Hell yeah to the Ravens. But again, I don't think the 49ers are going to come out swinging at the beginning. I think they come out swinging in the second. Uh, I, I can see both sides of it. Um, but on the point of McCaffrey getting two, I think that Debo gets one. I think CMC gets mm-hmm. one. I think Kittle gets one. Yeah. So I think that they dish this ball everywhere and showed that they can use their weapons. Eric, sounds to me then you're loving the over out the, out the gate. We're getting there. <laughs> so let's, let's touch back on the Packers for a second, okay? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Jordan Love did great. Threw for 272 yards, yes, three touchdowns. Yes, sir. Played great fucking football. Okay? If you hit the over on everything, by the way, on him, cash. Cash. <laughs> it's insane. And the odds were already low are high yeah. plus money for just two touchdowns. Like, holy shit. If you hit three, man, jealous. Yeah, me Jealousy. too. Jealousy. Me too. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, the way Jordan Love was able to dish that ball, because he threw t- three touchdowns to three different receivers, mm-hmm. that means they can move the ball. They can get it in places you're not expecting it to come. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, beating the Cowboys, I mean, that's a staple. That, that's a statement right there. Yes, sir. Um, for them to be able to do that, and now they're facing arguably the best team in the NFC. Well, not arguably anymore. They are the best team in the NFC. That's left, yeah. Um, on paper. Let's see if the Packers can do it. I'm the problem. The problem is going to be that the 49ers have every piece they need for a a Super Bowl championship. Absolutely, absolutely. They have every piece right. There's a couple like flukes in between that they could fix, but it's very few and far and in between compared to what the Packers have going on right now. Um, Packers defense is something I'm not going to be comfortable to back especially against this juggernaut of an offense that we call the 49ers. Um, Packers are going to put up points. I guarantee that. I wouldn't I wouldn't even be I, – I'd take Jordan Love for another two touchdown passes. Ooh, I like that. But that is not going to matter here because it will not be enough. To advance to the next round, give me the 49ers minus six and a half. And over 46 and a half. So, yes, you were right. I'm, I'm just taking a small alternate. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. And uh, because I I like, I like can kind of see this game coming within at least a score, maybe two, I think 
it's going to come down to one of like the f- big five players on the 49ers and to make a touchdown. So if you wanted to take anything straight, I don't think I can touch who's going to win or lose. Uh, if I had to choose, but again, it's not worth the juice, is the 49ers ML. You take them on the ML, not much of a cash on it. But if I can see one person scoring on this one, just because what we said at the beginning, tight ends have been a magical position to play in the playoffs. <laughs> so I'm going to run with a straight bet of an anytime touchdown for our boy, George Kittle. This dude is at least getting, I think, four to six targets a <laughs> game. So if you're telling me we're in the end zone, Brandon Ayuk and Debo and McCaffrey can get us right there. The hard part is the gamble of taking, uh, or will Brock Purdy within a 10-yard line Give it to McCaffrey or give it to Kittle. That's going to be the bigger gamble because McCaffrey is obviously the go-to person on that team, regardless if it's 10 or 20 yards away. This dude can literally do it all himself. So I'm going to take a gamble there and give me George Kittle for an anytime touchdown. I agree. I agree. Um, the Packers, the, the only way they're going to win this game is that they figure out how to shut down McCaffrey. Absolutely. They shut down McCaffrey, you don't get the RPO. You mm-hmm. get the run game. Mm, yes, sir. And that's what the Ravens did. Yep. They figured out how to shut down McCaffrey, and it worked out perfectly in their favor. Mm-hmm. You know, Purdy doesn't know what to do when he doesn't have that option for play action, you know, or he can fake it into CMC's gut and then pull it back and chuck it to Debo, who just ran a cut route real yeah, quick. Yeah, he can't do it you the know? way J- uh, J- Jordan Love and CJ Stroud can. You know, right. I really believe that. It's going to be a good game, I think, but I, I do see the 49ers winning by at least a touchdown. Yes, I like that one. So that's, well, that's why, why I got six, and, six and, a half. and a half. Yeah, okay. I like that then. I do. I do. Oh. Um. Did you have anything else on this game before we uh, move to the next one? I want the Packers to win. What? I want them to win. Oh. Okay, so you're betting the six and a half. I know the, from your your money perspective. Yes, not yes. I, I, I want the Packers to win. I'm always rooting for the underdog, bro. How do you not root for the underdog? Uh, I think the underdogs that I was rooting for, or I am rooting for, I guess, um, for this entire NFL playoff card was going to be the Browns. Um, I, I really like them. I wish Chubb was still there. Same with Deshaun Watson, but that's not the case anymore. So I'm the number one. If you can consider them an underdog, which I do is the Detroit Lions. I really fucking hope they come out and make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And now in the playoffs, they're not an underdog, but historically, they are the biggest underdog in the NFL. Then yes. And so I agree with your statement 100%. Uh, they, they popped off this year, though, man. Yeah, yeah. Lions are great. Uh, I really thought Stafford was going to come this close to freaking pulling, and, pulling that comeback and winning, bro. I did... Uh, what's up? What's up? I was just thinking about what's going to bring us to our next game. All right. Well, I guess the only thing I was going to say there, I did take the Rams plus three, so I'm happy I did that. But I'm still more happier, and I would have been all right to lose <laughs> that. I'm so happy the Detroit Lions came out and won that. But that was it. All right. Well, now that we're talking about the Lions, I think the next game that we go ahead and jump into is going to be Bucks at Lions. We got a good fucking game here. Oh, yeah. um, Bucks. Going to Ford Field, um, Lions are favored by minus six and a half. The over-unders at 48 and a half. The Bucks are coming off of a win of my second favorite game of the wild card round because they beat the E-G-O-I-S-E. <laughs> 32 to nine. And those damn Lions, those damn Lions, they just damn, beat bro. Matthew Stafford and company. Lions beat the Rams 24 to 23 Close. in beautiful fucking fashion. Yeah. Um, I loved it. 
I know that had to be probably one of the highlights of Jared, Jared Goff's career. Yeah, hell yeah. He beat his old team in his new town stadium. Mm-hmm. And the new town is the Rams quarterback. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Everybody was crying like, Matthew Stafford shouldn't be booed. Fuck that. He never won you guys a playoff game. Who gives a fuck? No. Jared Goff's actually doing something. You know, even though that it went on good terms, him and Stafford, mm. it, it doesn't matter. I, I don't give a fuck. You walk in that stadium, you're not Peyton Manning, bro. You're not getting fucking applauded. <laughs> First dub in nineteen ninety since nineteen ninety three. Yeah, it, it's been thirty years That's since a playoff crazy. win. Crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, absolutely fucking insane. But hats off to fucking Jared Goff. Hell man. yeah, bro. Um, I'm loving watching this guy play. Yeah, him beating his old team, that was that's that's beautiful. That's just something that you love. But Baker, on the other hand, he played a great game. Oh my god, yeah. Twenty-two for thirty-six, yeah. three hundred and thirty-seven yards and three touchdowns. I will say a little bit. I mean, I wanted him to win and I'm glad they did. I will say, I will say that last pass to Godwin, bro. That was a that <laughs> was a lucky pass. I, I, I wanna say he planned it, but the way if you go if you guys go back, the way he threw that, I literally feel like he just Threw a Hail Mary almost the way he threw it to Godwin. Godwin just happened to be there at the right time, and he got he got that touchdown. And I think that was... The, it was already case closed from that point, even before that touchdown. Correct. But that was literally the fucking dagger. Or more yeah. lime on the wound than anything. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. But uh, uh, overall, uh, the where the line sits at right here and now, it's kind of tough. But I'm going to let you finish because it might alter what I want to take. Okay. Uh, Well, back on Baker, was it just me? Or was that man throwing hundred mile an hour fucking those bullets? bullets? Yeah, bro. fast as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, like oh, yeah. crazy fast. Yeah, yeah, I think Utten, Oten, Oten, however you pronounce his his name, the, yeah, Otten, the tight end. That dude had a game, like yeah. for real, for real. I was hoping that Mike <laughs> Evans was gonna pop off as much as he did. He got the receptions <laughs> at the end, but Otten, he had I think a total of eight or nine receptions at the end of the game, and I think a hundred plus yards. Yeah, he was I'm pretty surprised close. he didn't get a touchdown. Unfortunately, that would have probably been the cherry on the top of his day. But I mean, hell, all those yards really went a long way, and I think without him, they wouldn't have been able to advance the way they did because Correct. they were so occupied keeping coverage on Mike Evans and Godwin. I agree. I agree. Yeah. We, uh, back to our, uh, tight end shit that we were talking about, you know, we said that tight ends are going to have a great day. We're like, Oh Goddard, Goddard's going to have a great yeah, day. Yeah. We didn't even think about fucking, fucking odd. Didn't yeah, even touch bro. him in that game. We, we played ourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Baker was throwing absolute fucking darts out there. Um, I mean, it looked like piss missiles. That dude was yeah. launching that fucking oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but enough praise on Baker because pump the brakes. Uh, Baker and the Buccaneers have already lost to the Lions this year. They have already lost. 20, what was the record? 20 to 6 was the game. And yes, both teams were healthy. Except the Lions didn't have Jameer Gibbs and they still won by 14 points. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, Baker threw for 206 yards and zero tutties for that game. And guess what? Interception. But was it in Was it in Detroit? Um, I don't remember. I did not look at that. Okay. Okay. Well, go ahead. But um, you know, so when we're talking about these two teams playing each other, mm-hmm. Jared Goff versus Baker. Again, Baker, 206 yards, zero touchdowns, interception. While Goff, on the other hand, threw for over 350 fucking yards yeah. and a pair of tutties. No interceptions. That man played lights out fucking football. Um, so, I mean, when the Lions played the Rams, 
the 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 atmosphere was electric. I, I know it's going to be hard. Baker does well under pressure. That's going to be the problem right here. I've said this all year long that Baker plays his best football when he is considered an underdog, which he was against the Eagles. And look at that motherfucker. He came out and shined. But uh, one thing that is going to be a problem is going to be that fan base in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, bro. That stadium, bro. You will not see more than a hundred or a thousand red fucking jerseys. I, I, I genuinely don't yeah, believe that. Yeah, hundred percent. That stadium is filled full gray and blue the whole way through. Baker is going to have to really try his ass off to shut out and really listen and making sure that his players yeah. and his team hear what he's calling out. Those audibles, I don't know how many audibles this guy's going to fucking call during the game, but you're just keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. I really do think that. I don't even think... I want to believe that Baker and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to keep it tight. The line sits at uh, six and a half, a whole touchdown. Uh-huh. Like you said, they won by two. Whether that's luck, whether that's uh-huh. Tampa or in Detroit. Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough. Well, let me give you one more factor here, yeah. okay? You were, you were talking about audibles from Baker, okay? Yeah, yeah, change of play. So, guess what happened last week at the Rams game at Ford Field? What's up? They got up to 136 point, or 130, yeah, like 136 decibels. Loud. That's all loud, yeah. That is the highest noise level ever recorded. That's number four on the list. For the loudest uh, 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 any sport venue has ever gotten. I was about to say, is that NFL or excuse me, football? In history? all stadiums. Sports history? 130 Damn. and some change decibels. That is the equivalent. This is from a study of Purdue. That is the equivalent of it, almost any military jet taking off. And you just standing right next to it. Damn. My ears. <laughs> exactly. So we're talking audibles here? No fucking yeah, way, bro. Yeah, bro. No way. It's going to have to be all hand signals. That's going to be the only way they'll be able to escape this game. I, I think one thing that Baker does have more advantage than Jared Goff in in football in general, this is my opinion, I think he's a better scrambler, For and, sure. and he's able to take more of a hit. Granted, if you saw, 100%. he took a really big hit on his ribs, too, yep. in the game, too. He's already, he was already actually playing with some hurt ribs at the mm-hmm. beginning of that game. But this dude is almost built like a fucking big boy juggernaut, bro. Like, uh, he's willing to take those hits, whether it's to the head, to the ribs, whatever. Speaking of ribs, if you guys saw, man, uh, was it Stafford or, or Goff who took a hit to the ribs and was looking at the ceiling? Uh, I, I think it was Stafford. He, yeah, got, he, he got, got smoked. Then he got drove to the ground <laughs> and he got stepped on. Yeah, yeah. With oh, no his flag. Ankle, yeah. No flag. Sucks. So I will say that part kind of sucked on his end. Could it have changed the outcome of the game? I really don't think so. And I guess I guess we'll never know. But at the end of the day, is where we're at now. I think uh, we're gonna see a couple of rushing yards. So that's one play that I think you played at the very end, or excuse me, at the very beginning, right before the game started. I didn't even notice the line. I mean, it didn't even occur to me to look at that. But I'm going to give you guys that heads up. And I'm glad you showed it to me. At the line, I believe it was sitting at 11 or 10 and a half for rushing. For Baker's Baker rushing. Mayfield. Yeah. The way he played in that game, <laughs> I think the Detroit Lions are going to come tough. They're going to come hard and persistent all the way through to make sure Baker doesn't get that ball out. Even if he tries to throw to Rasheed White or pass it to him, I think Baker Mayfield 
Whatever his line is at, I'll just take a whack and say it's going to be after how he played. I'm going to say 14 and a half, so 15. Give me Baker Mayfield. Are you looking for it? Yeah, Baker's at seven and a half. Give oh me the my over. God! See, I'm Give saying me the over. fifteen. Give me oh, the seven over. Seven and a half. Bro. Now, yeah, but the Hutchinson is a scary motherfucker to be on the outside of you, but he always lines up. If you're if you're a quarterback, he lines up on your right side. Um, Baker is he's going to have a little bit of trouble rolling he's out right to handed. his rolling out to his left. You know, because yeah. I mean, ideally, if you're right handed, you want to roll to your right so you can throw off your yep. back leg like that. If you're rolling out. This way, you have to completely readjust your body. And, I mean, that half a second plays a big factor. But at least at that angle, he should be able to at least see it coming and a short yes. stop. But the thing about Baker, though, he's always so adamant about getting that ball out of his fucking hand and throwing it forward. Running is it, the last option for him. It is. And that's the thing. Maybe that's the reason as to why that line sits so low because he'd rather get that ball out and possibly, A, make an incompletion pass, or B, and hope to God it's not an interception. And that's the thing that I think he needs to work on. But I think if, if people like you and I are noticing that, I'm sure, and I would hope to God that the coaches are also realizing that after they watch those tapes. Yeah, I mean, his scrambles are ugly. He, he kind of reminds me of, like, Kyler Murray. Where he runs like a little baby? He's, he's just like yeah, he's in yeah. trouble, but, like, yeah, yeah. avoiding a spanking But the dudes won't shit. take a hit no matter what. Oh, yeah, he's got a fucking dog in him, bro. Yeah. And, and you know what's better than having a dog in you? Having an underdog in you because that is when Baker plays his best football. Mm. I've said this all year long, bro. All fucking yes, year long. Sir. Every time we touch a Bucks game. Yeah, you, um, you do. You do. Doesn't fucking matter, though. Lions minus six and a half and under 48 and a half. I'm going to probably have to agree with the Lions winning, but I can't. You don't like a tutty? I don't, I don't like the spread, man. But I think the, 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 the two locks, or I'm going to say the one lock, is the seven and a half rushing yards from Baker Mayfield? I agree. How can you I not agree. pass that up? Because he got eight on, or he got seven on his first rush, and yeah. then he rushed again. And he ended up with like yeah. sixteen. I feel like he might. And I feel like that's where it's going to come from. It's either going to come from the the very very beginning of the first quarter. It's going to come in the very very end, assuming they're behind. And the way he's portraying it, if they're the Lions are winning by minus six and a half a whole tutty, this dude's going to have to get it down. He's going to have to surprise the Lions rather than just tricking and thinking that they're going to pass it to Rashid White. Or Mike Evans or Godwin, and now we got to worry. Now they have to worry about Otten, which is good, which is good. But he's gonna have to play. He's gonna have to play with their minds. He's gonna throw a bit of um, mind games there. FanDuel only allows the line, and then 25, 50, 75, etc. If you're playing it on DraftKings, ESPN, Bet, BetMGM, if you can push it up to the plus money, I'm not gonna just take a whack and say ten I, yards is already in the plus I'd say money. Nine and a half. So nine and a half. If that's in the plus money, I. I would absolutely lock that in your parlay or straight. Frankly, if it were me, it's <laughs> if it were me, I would probably put it in a parlay and that's what make it lose. But if I were smart me, take that straight. Just throw a couple units on that straight up. Fuck yeah. I would honestly throw two, three, two or three units on that myself. I might. I honestly might. I might have to download another book instead of just FanDuel all the time and roll with that because I think that's an absolute freaking lock. And then at that point, you play with plus money. I might play straight ups this week. I think that's I the might. right way to do it. I really do. Um, the way you've been saying it, we've been saying it. You know, We don't really know how these playoffs have been looking. We would think that it's going to be an all-around yeah. team-based game, but you just don't know. It's a matter of a gamble if you probably even pick with the right one player that's going to have a pop-off game. But you got to think about the little numbers that make more sense. Let me ask you a question. What's up? Who do you think is a better team? Out of these two? The Rams or the Bucks? The Los Angeles Rams or the Buccaneers? Uh-huh. Overall team, I'm going to have to go ahead and say the Bucks. 
Um, the reason so you like the Bucks to beat the Rams. Yeah, I do. I do. Hmm. Why is that? Where is that coming from? I was just curious. I mean, they just played the Rams last week. I, I was just pondering. Just thinking. Who won? Lions. Lions, the Ram, the Lions played the Rams last week. Yes. So I'm asking you if you think the Rams or the Buccaneers are a better team. If you were going to say oh, the Rams, okay. then yeah. then I was going to be like, well, they're going to fucking steamroll. No, yeah, I was yeah. trying to bait okay, you gotcha, in. Gotcha, trying gotcha. to bait you. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I believe that the Buccaneers are absolutely better. And honestly, I didn't think they were going to get or stay this competitive after Brady had left. So uh, granted, yeah, they have Baker Mayfield. Like we've talked about him in the past. This dude gets tossed around like a salad. But I, he's really not even one. That like he does, bro. He does. He gets tossed around the teams like a salad. But oh my god. But but the guy, <laughs> the guy really steps the fuck up and makes you second guess what you're saying. Like me, you've been hyping this guy up since. Uh, what team did he originally start off in? Oh, it was on the. He started. On, so let's just get this clear. Brown should have never got rid of him. A hundred percent. That was the first team he started on. Was the Browns? Browns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Baker. That's where he started. That's where he started. So. It's ever since then, I and I agree with that. But the way this dude plays and has been playing over the years, you make him you not excuse me, not you, but the average person, even myself, make him look like a joke. I really did think he was kind of a joke being tossed around to every other team and just being a backup. But the way he is now, I think Tampa Bay is really where this guy belongs. I agree. And I think it's a good fit. There's a little meme now where you see uh, Peter Parker from Spider-Man going like this, and you're like, is that, is <laughs> is that it Brady or Tom Brady? Those stats look like it. He's kind of built a little chubbier than him, but the dude's got a dog in Baker's him. got way more dog in him. Ah, man, bro. I, I really think this is going to be one of the more entertaining games. I'm so upset it's I agree. Sunday because I would want to see it on a Saturday, but I'm going to be watching all four games from the beginning to the end, so I'm sorry, baby. I'm going to be sitting on that couch watching the whole game from the beginning to the end. But I think... Did she just knock? No, I'm kidding. I hope not. <laughs> but this game is going to be really close, bro. It's going to be really close. I think I think it's going to be a good game, but I I still see the Lions winning by a touchdown. Like I, I'm smelling like 27-20. Could you consider a one touchdown a close game? Seven points. Yeah. one position. It's a one score because, I mean, in soccer, would you consider two to one a close game? Yes. Yeah. So if that's I mean, the case... I would like to take the Buccaneers on a plus seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. You're saying right on the dot. You're right on the dot. Honestly, if I could take a winning margin then right before I say that, I still think that I still think they keep it so freaking close. Actually, forget it. I'm looking for a winning margin. I don't know. You're if looking for the you're Lions right, you're right, you're one right. to 14. Yeah, yeah. That that's probably the better one. I think the Buccaneers keep it within seven points, a whole touchdown. But I think the smarter bet is if you can find the Lions on a winning margin between one to 13, one to 14 points, that is the lock. Yeah, right? I, I agree with you on that one. Hell yeah. Um, I think that's a, actually a really good bet. You always surprise me with those because I can never remember that whenever I'm making bets. I always I know. Anybody does that? Yeah. I, I always double back on Sunday, and it might sound narcissistic, but I'll re-listen to the podcast and uh, just make sure there wasn't something I said, like a tidbit that I missed that could have just popped up right in my head or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Lions win by 1 to three, 13 points is already plus 115. And if you take it plus 14, which I don't think that'd be the safer one. but Not if for do, plus 200. That's yeah. not good enough. If it odds. was in the plus 3, it'd probably be more ideal. Yeah. But I really think the plus, or excuse me, the 1 to 13 points is a little more ideal. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, I could also see them winning by a touchdown and a field goal. You know, and that's also one to thirteen. 
and maybe another field goal. But yeah. I, I don't think they win by two touchdowns. Yeah. It might be two field goals and a touchdown at the most. Yeah. At the most. And then the spread wouldn't make sense if you took the Bucks plus 13. Because you're getting it at plus money if you take the bu- the Lions. Exactly. It's kind of counterproductive. Exactly. But hell yeah. Yeah, see, we gave you guys some good infos, good odds. I think... Look at that. We just thought of this shit. Yeah, right, right here, right, right off the, right off the hip, right off the hip. But Bang. this is it. This is it. I get here. I want to hear it. I want to hear you. This is the last, most freaking hyped playoff game <laughs> that we got here for you guys, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got the Kansas City Chiefs dun, 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 dun. going to Buffalo, dun, 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 dun. going to Bills Mafia. Chiefs dun, at dun, dun, dun. Bills. Bills favored by minus three. Over under is at 45 and a half. My God. We've got the reigning Super Bowl champions. A lot of people forget that. The Chiefs are reigning Super Bowl champions. Man. Got them coming off a win against Miami 26 to 7. Absolute ass whooping, but I feel like probably about everybody besides Florida saw the Chiefs winning <laughs> this game. 100%. Yeah. Like, Tyreek was not going to go in to Arrowhead and his first playoff game back with no Jalen Waddle and go in there and win. Was not going to happen in freezing temperatures. These Miami boys did not know what the fuck to do. But can you blame Tyreek on that one? Yeah. You, you can blame Tyreek on that aspect. I think the hardest part of it all was getting the ball to him. We have someone who's Hawaiian and is accustomed to, or maybe over the degrees of 40 plus, and he's coming in to Kansas City, trying to get used to it, and his hands are locking up Yeah, in the cold rather than a seizure. <laughs> is that the cold or CTE? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't think it's the fact that Tyreek couldn't get the ball. It's because Tua couldn't get the ball to Tyreek. We do not condone making fun of people with head injuries. Exactly. So that being said, I really don't think that it was really on Tyreek. No, it wasn't on Tyreek. It really sucked that the fact that it's probably blamed more on him because, oh, we're so used to seeing him breaking 50, 60, 70 plus yards every single game. But granted, what weather was he going in? He really did. He really, really did. If you saw him move after he just came back from a slight injury, he was doing well, just as much as Waddle was. That game was on the play calling to me. That game was on Mike McDaniel's. Oh my, my God, yes. And I, bro, I'm opinion. a, I'm a really huge fan. I like of Mike him. I, like I really do. Guy. I really do. But the, I don't think the way he was trying to play it and figure it all out. I think it was really too much for him coming into Kansas City on a very cold day rather than a very average weather day. Is our, coming to Kansas City on an average day on a home game is already tough as it is. But if they would have never lost that last game to the Bills, they would have never had to go through that in the first place. Yeah. And that's why I blame Mike McDaniels, because that outcome would have been completely different. I'm not saying they would have won, but the type of fight they would have put up against the Bills could have been different. Agreed. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I like when you pop off like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Chiefs beat Miami 26-7. to uh. <laughs> And then the Bills. The Bills beat the Steelers, which... You're a fucking moron if you bet on the Steelers to win that game. Uh, Steelers won 31-17, to and that was a, a win everybody saw oh, coming. Absolutely. If you didn't, you don't know football. Yes, You're sir. a fucking idiot if you yes, thought sir. Mason Rudolph was going to go to Buffalo and win. That was ignorant as fuck. But Chiefs and Buffalo, baby. Chiefs at the Bills. Main Spirit. factor in this game. The main factor. Can you guess what it's going to be? 
No. What, what do you think it's going to be? The final score? No, no, no. The main factor in this game of who's going to come down to winning. It's going to come out to, I thinking, if Josh Allen does well under pressure against Kansas. Correct, Amundo. It's going to come down to their two superstars, who balls out more. Yeah. Which one of these quarterbacks can go out there and throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and let their defense get the job done? Or run, because they both fucking love to run. Yeah, they, they do. Um Josh Allen is obviously a more prolific Absolutely. runner. I mean, you be fucking better be a 6'6", 250 of muscle. Yeah. You know? Um, Can't forget that. I, I think that's what this game comes down to. In my opinion, if, let's say Mahomes throws for 175 yards, guarantee they lose. I do not need to see the scorecard. I'm telling you right now, if either quarterback throws for 175 yards, they are the loser of this game. But that doesn't mean that you can't have Pacheco running for 100. You can, but I'm, it's going to come down to which quarterback can play better with their receivers. I 100% yeah. believe in that because what's going to happen is the Bills are able to dish it out to literally anybody they want. Literally. They have two fucking tight ends that are studs. Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid. Yep. They've got Stephon Diggs. They've got Gabe Davis. You already know all the fucking players, I do, bro. I do. Now... Let's start on the Chiefs. There we go. That Travis was the Kelsey, part. Kadarius Tony, Rasheed Rice, Rice, and Scatling. If this dude can ever actually catch a fucking ball, him. And then you've got the uh, backup for Travis, eighty-three. I forget his number or forget I, his I name. I forget him too. But he's also good as well. Um, those superstars don't match up to what the Bills have going on exactly. right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, again, reigning Super Bowl champions though. They have to, they want to defend their title. They have to defend their title. Um, another thing, don't forget, Bills have already played the Chiefs. They already played the Chiefs, and guess where they played? In fucking Arrowhead. And guess who won? Buffalo! They won by three points. 20-17 to 17 was the final score, but guess who was out? Who? Pacheco. Oh. He was not in that game. And I do think Pacheco is a game changer for three points compared to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who they were running. That motherfucker was a straight bust. Oh my goodness. So he came out of LSU. I think he was running for burrow at the time and it just, it, it went South very quickly for him. <laughs> um, he had a great opening season, but CEH is not what he used to be. Pacheco is that fucking guy. Yeah, in that back. Pacheco is bro. Um, love him. Now they're going to be playing in Buffalo though. So, you need to factor in Pacheco coming back and the stadium changing. They're going to be playing on the East Coast in Buffalo, mm -hmm. but the Chiefs, they get one of their best players back on offense. Um, very rarely are you ever going to see Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in the playoffs against a team that he is basically their daddy. He's beat him twice. He, 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 he dog walks the Bills. You know, like they don't, it, it's almost like it's a fucking curse against them. They just can't beat the fucking Chiefs in the playoffs. I will say, to cut in on that, he's beaten them once. The only reason I say that is because the fact that the old NFL playoff rule was if you score on a touchdown at the beginning and overtime, it is over. We now have a new rule in the NFL where if a team scores a touchdown Correct. out the gate, the other opposing team gets a chance in possession. That's how it should, how it should be in the regular season. It's, I, it's I also concur with stupid. that. I concur with stupid. that. I concur. Um, 
But Mahomes as an underdog? What? This is unheard of. I agree. But I agree. we have seen goats as underdogs. We've seen Brady, Brady. not favored. We've yep. seen Peyton, not I favored. favored. Yep. Um, Breeze, not yep. favored. Yep. The list goes on. It, it happens to the best of them. And goats prevail. You know? Um, they, do, they do. I... I love the Chiefs, man. I, I've loved what Patrick Mahomes has turned. He's totally turned that franchise around. Yeah. Um, yes. They were always, they always felt like they were one good quarterback away. Ever since they had Alex Smith and he got hurt, um, it's just been, I don't know, stink city. Yeah. They've, they've had all the parts, just not a quarterback that can execute. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a really fun game. It might be one of my favorite to watch. If it's not be everyone's, my everyone's true favorite this game, bro. Um, the Chiefs look good, but the Bills are red fucking hot. Give me the Bills minus two and a half and under 46 and a half. I am going to make this super quick. I want to take everything my boy just said and just express how much that the Bills have been popping off, expressing how much weaponry and armory that the bills have i think and they do. how much more determination because if two people like us sitting in a room recording a youtube video for you guys are seeing this weekly and showing how much that they are progressing as a team i absolutely love the bills at My minus man. three Oh, you're taking them straight up. You don't think they? I, you I think they win by more than a field goal. I, yeah, I think they do. I I think Mahomes is going to struggle. I think Mahomes is going to actually struggle to make a comeback from the Bills being ahead in the first half. Huh. So I think, I think if I want to take two bets, I don't know which one's higher in the odds right now, but I want to take the Bills first half and the second half. The Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to try their ass off to make a comeback. I don't know about how much, but that's why I didn't want to take a first half spread. So I really thought about it. So if I could take two, give me one bet on the minus three and a half by the Bills in case it ends exactly on a tutty. Probably will. And give me the Bills to cover the first half on a money line and the second half. I do not concur that. I think the Chiefs. Come out swinging in the first half, but I, I can already see a trend because I'm I'm thinking that all these teams that you think aren't going to come out swinging do come out. <laughs> uh, I said that about the 49ers, and I feel that way about the Chiefs. I think they come out, and I think they're only up by a field goal, no more than a touchdown. Yeah, but I think the Bills get the ball yeah. at half. Yeah, and I think that they score on their opening drive. It, 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 this is all in my head. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think the Bills get it on the opening drive, score, tie it up. Chiefs punt. Bills score again. Then, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Chiefs might get a field goal here and there. But I do see Buffalo winning this game by a field goal, and the Chiefs are not able to get in the field goal. I fucking agree 100%. I think this is Josh Allen and the Bills game. They're due. Game. They're this due, is bro. It. It's in your house. This this is going to happen. You I can't really lose. think. I really hope it does, bro. I really hope. This is going to be an exciting four games. Four bangers. We gave it to you guys. We gave you our thoughts. We gave you our locks. I think that just about ties it up. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna be mind. who's gonna be the fucking anytime <laughs> touchdown. So that's why I I was looking at him. By the way, I was looking at it, but I'm not confident enough to who who's gonna get. I'll tell you who's gonna score. 
Okay, if you did, then I'll give you my one that I really do. The dude right. has been popping off, and he's actually tied with a couple others for the second place of most touchdowns. It's gonna be Kincaid and Kelsey. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen being that guy. Okay. He wants to make a fucking statement. I don't think they're able to keep him out of the end zone either. I don't think so. I either. just think he's gonna be the highest. He's gonna have the worst odds to score a touchdown. It is because I'm looking at it as a minus one ten, which is still nutty. But if you wanted to be ballsy, I think I might do this. That's damn near even Josh money. Josh Allen, anytime touchdown, tie with the Bills money line, and that's your plus money. Boom, baby. You done heard it here first. <laughs> you send it off, brother. I think that's it. Well, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, we are ecstatic to be here with you guys. Uh, doing this podcast honestly makes us so happy. We get something to look forward to every week. The few people that watch, the many people that watch, the consistent people that watch, we absolutely love it. Thank you. Um, you know, we look down and we just see that number. It doesn't matter what it is. We're happy that we're here doing it. Um, so to sign off, you got me, Nikki G, and me, Johnny G. Johnny, love you, buddy. As always, we Cheers, will catch y'all. you guys in the next one. Peace. Later.